to the SCG podcast. Another big and busy week when the Swans return to the SCG to host Geelong this Saturday night. What a cracking day last Sunday. More than 37,000 through the gates to see the Roosters down the Dragons on a very special Anzac Day. But now our attention turns to round seven of the AFL when the Cats come to town and it's time we talk about a classic Sydney Geelong game. There's been no bigger star in no bigger moment than back in 2005. Davis right. a chance from the pocket. Davis kicks up beauty. Here come the Swans. <laughs> Nick Davis is the hope. He's the hope. Will he be the hero? Bravo. Swans are still alive. Davis. Davis has kicked two. He snaps from forty. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. He's kicked the goal. Davis, how are you? Tim, I'm good. Good to uh, good to be on the SCG podcast. What about when you have a listen back to that uh, audio again from what is it, 16 years ago now? Yeah, look, it only uh, it only does seem like yesterday, and, and being able to to head out on the SCG for Swans training, the memories are, are, are certainly pretty fresh. But um, yeah, it was um, you know it was an, an amazing night to have um, such a big crowd at the SCG for a final, and you know to be able to um, you know, maybe put myself in. The histories of the SCG was something, um, you know, I I do look back on very fondly. We've told the story a hundred times over and no doubt we'll tell it many more times. But take us back to three-quarter time. Um, the team was down and the season hung by a thread. What was said at the break to spark such an emphatic run to full time? Yeah, look, we um, we, we uh, made a few changes at three-quarter time and, and to Ruzi's credit, we, um, we, we mixed up a few things uh, with our stoppage work and you know three of the four goals um, that I kicked in the last quarter um, came from from stoppage play and we, we just worked out that um, we were just being a little bit too condensed and we you know we needed to hit the ball um, to the outside a little bit and, and that's where as a half forward that's where I was um, I was stationed through through the game um, as a bit of a defensive mechanism but uh, the the call sort of came at three quarter time to turn it into a bit more of an offensive um, um, set up and yeah, I was able to to pick the right side three times in a row and and yeah, and be able to finish with goals. So now there was a bit of a change at three quarter time and, and lucky it um, it all paid off. You went on to win the 2005 Grand Final. Does that make the night at the SCG even more special? Yeah, it does. Look, uh, we obviously had to go down and, and and play St Kilda in a prelim final and then to win the Grand Final. Um, look, it it, um, it definitely does make it. Um, I don't know what it what it might have been if it if it would have been as special to me or to to Swan supporters or to people that were around it, um, if we didn't go on and win. But luckily, we were able to you know beat Geelong and, and move on another week in the finals. And yeah, 
to cap it off with a grand final and and the first in the in the Swans history um, was pretty special. So many great moments at the SCG. How do you reflect on the actual ground itself? Oh, look, I like, I probably you know. Um, I'll probably take the SCG for granted a little bit. Um, if it was to, you know, I've been lucky enough to play um, for six years here and, and obviously come a, a, as a kid to watch Swans games and, and, and games of cricket and and concerts and whatever is at the SCG and then to be able to play and, and, and train out on the SCG every day, um, not only as a player but now as a coach, um, you probably do take it for granted a little bit how – and it, it does hit me when you see the tour groups come through and 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 the people taking photos of the SCG and you're like, oh yeah. But look, um, if that was to me to go to um, to you know one of the great NFL stadiums in the world or um, or go to the, the United Centre as a Bulls fan, I'd be taking photos. So I'd probably take the SCG, you know, a little bit for granted. But probably one of the biggest things that that, that comes out of that night is the amount of people that remember, you know, where they were sitting at the SCG. Um, I think, you know, probably near 40,000 people. I'll probably run into 20,000 of them at this stage that can remember, you know, where, where they sat and, and what grandstand they were in and, and, and who was around them. And, and people have made lifelong friends from, you know, they've, I've, they were hugging people that they'd never met before and they've become best friends since that night. So um, but that night on the night was something special. But as the years have gone on, and I've been able to um, meet and interact with people that were there at the SCG that night uh, makes it very special. Tell us what it's like working with the young players now, mate. Yeah, it's it's very rewarding, and um, and and you do try and instill to them um, how special it is that, uh, and, and we do make a, we do make a, a note of it that look to be able to run out of the SCG in a Swans jersey is something very. Uh, very special, um, and it, it's rewarding, especially to be to, you know, be working with the kids from our our Swans Academy as well, and see them coming in and, and doing such a great job. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, as a footy club, you, you judge the wins and losses, but um, in a development area that I'm in, um, you obviously get a lot of. Um, a lot of satisfaction along the way when you see kids debut and and then realise their dreams and, and just that 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 the improvement that you can see in them day in and day out is very rewarding. What about this one against Geelong? Yeah, they're always big games and maybe it's my fault that <laughs> they're big games that the Geelong people have got um, have got long memories and um, it does whenever it sort of comes up on on a on a social media um, and I, I get tagged in it there's there's Geelong people that, that still haven't forgotten that night so um, look, they've won plenty of competitions since then but there's still a bit of a grudge from that night and um, yeah the Geelong game is always a, a special game whether it's at the SCG or down at their home ground. Uh, they're probably two. We're probably two clubs that have been at the top of the you know, top of the tree for um, the majority of the last decade or even longer. So big games. Um, Geelong coming off a big win, and, and the Swannies boys having you know a couple of losses in a row. It's going to be a big night. And uh, and in speaking to the boys after the, after the last home game, um, having the the thirty thousand plus in, um, it, it does give them. A, a, Give him a huge lift, so hopefully we can get another big crowd on Saturday night. What about dealing with as many injuries as the team has had? Such a cracking start to the season, then hit after hit. Yeah, and I think 
Uh, I think we're all, you, you never naive in a football club and a football world to, to not know that, you know, injuries aren't far around the corner and they're part of footy and you need to make sure that, um, you know, the 22 players that play round one and round two um, are, are not going to be the two that, the 22 that play every week. So uh, we're going to need to make sure that we've got um, some good depth um, and it's just a test of resilience. Some people are going to have to step up and, and what they did in the first couple of rounds, they need to keep adding to that, um, keep adding to their jobs. And um, look, I'm, I'm confident you know, coming back to the SCG helps too. Um, when you come back home, uh, you just get that little sense of calmness. What's the latest with Buddy? Um, look, it's it's the the bone bruising, so um, it, it's a bit of an interesting one. It's not sort of your uh, your general hamstring sort of stuff where you could put a you can put a timeline in it. I think it's just um, a pain management sort of thing. And look. Um, you don't bounce as well as you used to. He's um, he's a little bit older in years, Lance, and I think everyone knows we've got sort of you know two years left on this long deal. We want to get the most amount of quality games. And look, I thought he was back to his to his best uh, before he got injured. Uh, in that GWS game, so hopefully it's not too long. What have you made of GWS? <clears throat> oh, they've been good. I've I've sort of covered a few of their uh, their games for radio, and I, I think they've found a game style that suits their list at the moment. They their game style a few years ago was very uh, high tempo, um, run and gun sort of style. Uh, when they had um, that sort of player on their list, and I think now they've they've been able to adapt. Um, their list has changed, obviously, with players moving on, um, some high profile players moving, and and they've uh, taken them a couple of weeks to adjust their game style to um, to what their list is, and they've done it really well. And look, Shane Mumford is a, is a big one for them. Obviously, an ex Swans player. I just think he gives them um, a good steal in the middle, and, and look, they'll um, they'll find their way to to a few more wins this year. Could it be a year for the Swans this year? Look, there's a number of teams that are right in this. Yeah, look, he, you know, he dared a dream. I think a, a lot of people were doing that after, obviously, round one and then uh, round two, round three and round four. But uh, footy, is a, footy and, and a football season is a great leveller and uh, you need to be able to consistently uh, perform week in, week out and put competitive teams on the park. So, look, uh, I think they've showed to themselves and everyone that their best is good enough. But if you look through the if you look through the competition at the moment, Melbourne's best is good enough. Uh, the Western Bulldogs' best is good enough. Tigers' best is good enough. Port Adelaide's best is good enough. So you give yourself an opportunity. Uh, you just got to be able to produce it at the business end. Yeah, and there's no easy games because we need to get through Geelong and then go to the MCG and play the mighty Melbourne team. Talk about daring to dream. It was the Beatles and the Rolling Stones when they last won the comp in 1964. Yeah, and look, they've started you know six and zero, and it's been a long time since they've done that. And uh, they've got um, they've got a really good supporter base, Melbourne, and, and they've always been there waiting for this team to. to to rise up and they, they had a bit of a spike there in the early 2000s and, and it's been sort of slim pickings uh, for a little while so uh, yeah we as you say you don't get there's no easy weeks there's no winning is hard Winning is very hard, so it's important uh, that you celebrate your wins. And, yeah, because you have Geelong this week and then you go to the G and, and you play the Ds. How's your golf game going, Nick, finally? You've uh, been doing a lot of work in the media with the Swans. I am doing a lot of work at the moment, so it's taken a bit of a hit. The, the handicap's blown out to maybe four or five, so um, I have to get back out there. But, we, yeah, with the, the Swans Academy, um, obviously the VFL Swans as well, uh, work with the Roosters. Uh, seven rugby union and a bit of media stuff. Yeah, the golf has 
they've been on a bit of the back burner, but um, these nice autumn days too, I'd be very keen to get out on the golf course. I love it when people say they blow out to four or five when I'm blowing out to 24 and 25. Nick, great to talk to you. Thanks for joining us on the SCG podcast. No worries, Tim. Thanks, mate. Tickets are still available at Ticketek. Go and have a squiz. It's going to be a cracking game. Sydney and Geelong at the SCG.